Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Thanks for joining us on Cover Your Assets, KC. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors. And I'm really excited for today's show, David, because I like weather. I'm a weather nerd, and uh, I really like hurricanes. Uh, I like you know tracking them, following them. I've always been fascinated by them. I grew up on the coast uh, and so got to kind of witness my fair share of hurricanes over the years. And so uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see what hurricanes can teach us about retirement planning on today's show. Two things that uh, you didn't necessarily know would go together. But since we're kind of in the middle of hurricane season, uh, this seemed like kind of uh, an interesting thing to merge these two worlds together. Yeah, uh, I think the analogy is, I actually use a, a similar analogy with hurricanes with, with my clients. We're not going to talk about, so it, as you're listening to that and you're a client, this is not the hurricane analogy that I use in my office, but I think it's another one, a similarity, a parallel that will really help us kind of frame up um, the retirement planning process and not necessarily the the money management process, which is how I use it every day in my, in my uh, business. Oh, so that's interesting. hopefully this is... Uh, helpful and informative for for all of our listeners. Uh, I think it'd be. A, we'll see these analogies. You can stretch only so far, but I think I think we'll <laughs> stretch this one just the right amount. We're going to have some fun with it, at least. I think. Um, I'm interested. So the the one that you use in your office, that analogy, David. We have to come in for an appointment and, and a visit to actually get that explanation, <laughs> right? That's 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 the exclusive to hear that uh, comparison. Exactly, but it has to do with money management and when you can. I use some indicators that determine whether or not it from a money management standpoint, the stock market is whether we're having a rainstorm or whether it's a hurricane. If it's a rainstorm in the money management part of your retirement planning, you just want to put on a raincoat, get out an umbrella and you may get a little wet. But if a hurricane is coming, that's when you want to significantly, in my world, you significantly change your portfolio. You take steps to get out of way of it. And the way I usually phrase it to my clients is when the hurricane warning goes off, we put up our hurricane shutters and maybe we drive north to Atlanta as right. the analogy goes. So, and then you get a hurricane comes through and it doesn't even hit your house. And you're like, ah, oh, it was a false alarm. Yeah. But hurricane warnings don't happen that often. And when they do, you really need to take heed. And so that's what we do on the money management side of the business. Today's podcast is more about the retirement planning side of the business. Very good. I like it, David. That's a great analogy uh, to get us started with. And uh, let's continue with some other parallels between these different things. So um, it being hurricane season and having a few uh, recently bubbled up after a quiet summer, uh, a, a busier hurricane season fall now kind of developing all around us. So we're going to look and see a little bit about how hurricanes work and what that teaches us a little bit about retirement planning today. Now, we're not just talking like basics, like a hurricane has rain. You know, we're not, we're not going that simple. We're actually going to talk a little bit more in depth, uh, at least on this first one, David. Now, this is a little bit nerdy, but but bear with me. This is the eyewall, <laughs> the eyewall replacement cycle, the eyewall replacement cycle. So if you don't mind, David, I'll, I'll do the weather explanation here since, you know. I would love that because I grew up in the Midwest. Okay, we're going to talk about tornadoes. Perfect. I'm your guy. We're talking about hurricanes 
You're the guy. In, in another life, I was a I was a weather meteorologist on TV. So this will be uh, this will be you know this I'm <laughs> living a out a dream here. Were you really? I could a couple of things go a little bit different in life, and I could that could very easily be a career <laughs> path that I would have done. Absolutely, Walter, you're a complex individual. I will say that I, I, I went the sports direction and and became more of a sports reporter and play by play guy in the early parts of my career, but I could have very easily transitioned or parlayed a little bit differently if I'd made a few different choices over into the weather, the weatherman side of things. So it was definitely right. on the list of career goals at one point in time. So. Well, let's hear what you got about eyewall replacement cycles. All right. So most folks know with a hurricane, you get the strongest winds the closer you get to the center. And that makes up, you hear all the time, the eye wall. That's what you really want to avoid is being in the eye wall. Well, this is what's kind of cool. If you watch some of the really powerful storms, they'll go through these cycles. And what happens is it's an eye wall replacement. And these inner winds, what they'll do sometimes is they'll weaken, and then they'll get replaced by bands from the outer part of the storm. And what this process essentially does is the hurricane is kind of shedding dead weight, which then allows it to become more intense and typically bigger. The eye gets bigger during these cycles and thus more power overall. So it kind of sacrifices a little bit in the weakening temporarily, but then it kind of emerges and comes back bigger, stronger, wider, et cetera, et cetera. That's sort of the layman perspective. I'm sure there's an actual meteorologist listening to the show going, well, but, you know, maybe there's some caveats there. But for the layman's uh, world of things, that's the eyewall replacement cycle. So kind of cool, kind of interesting to know that hurricanes sort of do that. It's like like living and breathing a little bit. They're like, uh, you know, they're like living things uh, in some ways. All right. So what's what's the eyewall replacement cycle in the uh, retirement planning world? I like the way that you use the word shed on that. So when you're rotating from working life to retirement life, you tend to shed some of the investments that you were more focused on when you were uh, actually growing your wealth, heading toward retirement. So more growth-oriented investments like, for instance, stocks. In the last uh, podcast, we talked about um, the rule of 100, where as you age, you tend to reduce the amount, the percentage of your money that you have in growth. And you shift to things that help you preserve the capital that you've built. And then really importantly, generate income for yourself in your retirement once your paychecks stop. So you want the investments that you fund your retirement income to be pretty conservative. You can't afford to have all of them conservative. But let's say that when you're working, you have 70% of your money in stocks and 30% in bonds. You might flip that to 50-50 or even 40% stock, 60% bond type investments. Because what you want to be able to do is weather through a long financial storm. Let's just say 2008, a lot of people will remember that from the top, November of 2007, to when it regained that same level in the stock market was five years, which is a long market storm. But what you want to make sure that you can do is weather those types of storms. And the way you do that is with a pot, a bucket of more conservative investments so that you're not forced to sell your stock investments to fund your income plan as as you're in the middle of a financial hurricane. So those tend to be bank deposits or shorter term fixed annuities, maybe short term bonds, whatever you can find that has an adequate yield 
which is becoming better and better these days because rates are rising, and that have a liquidity that you need so you're not taking penalties to liquidate that money so that you can spend it. That's kind of the, uh, the eyewall replacement cycle for the money management business. I dig it, David. I like the comparison there. That that was a challenging one because that one kind of had some deep some deepness to it, some scientific explanations, if you will. So uh, you made some good connections there, and I think that's helpful. Let's go a little more plain vanilla on the next one. How about that? We will. Uh, if there's anything you can equate with hurricanes, maybe beyond rain and wind, it would be the result of often a hurricane coming through, and that would be power outages. And any time you're facing a big potential storm that could cause you to be without power, really important to make sure that you're prepared. And so, you know, when we lived at the beach, we had plans for flashlights, batteries. We kind of had that, you know, that, that go kit, that go box. We had a little uh, a thing called a jackery that is like a you can charge it up in your car or in a normal outlet. It's a battery pack. It's, it's, it's a little simpler than a full-blown generator that you're pouring gas into. It, it's more for like plugging a light or charging your phone or doing a couple of things too, but it was a little bit more robust. You could even run a fan off of it or for a couple of hours, that sort of thing. So we, we would have that around um, for you know any storms that we might face or things that hit us. Uh, you might want to have a plan for your frozen and refrigerated food. You know, are you going to put all that in a cooler with ice and try and make it last as long as you can? How are you going to get updates if you've got no power, no internet? Can you get, pull those old school radios out and have them uh, ready to go? Make sure you've got propane for the grill so you can do some cooking if you can't, you know, run the oven and those sorts of things. So, you know, you put in some plans in place to get ready for the storm get ready for those power outages, or like you said at the beginning, get out of Dodge completely and evacuate if you need to. So what about the financial comparison if we're uh, prepping for a, a hurricane? So I would think that a, the power outage might be analogous to you've been getting steady paychecks for the last 40 years, and all of a sudden you have a power outage in your checking account because nothing's coming in anymore, and you have to engineer a – you have to fix the power outage – by you putting money in from your nest egg. So the happiest and most successful retirees that I work with have a really good income plan. Now, a lot of them have a good retirement plan because they're, they're working with risks of running out of money. But I have a number of, I have a lot of clients that are not at risk of running out of money, but they still have to have a really good income plan and and here's why they'll have a, so, a couple of social securities maybe a pension maybe not and then a monthly deposit from their retirement accounts steady monthly maybe it's twice a month but they're getting money to into their checking account as if it were a paycheck so that beats haphazardly going to get money when you need it because that feels that feels like you're uh overspending something and so what you really want is uh, to make sure that you're on track with the plan you've set up. So this income flow is set up to be based on your plan. And you know at the end of the month if you're on plan or not. Because if you end up with extra money, then almost by definition, you're on plan. If at the end of every month for the first six months of retirement, you're out of money and going in for extra into your accounts, well, that just means that your spending plan wasn't very well thought through and you might have a problem 10 or 15 years from now. So I use that uh, retirement paycheck thought with 
a lot of my clients, we put money into their checking account from those retirement accounts every month so that they're not having to do budgeting. They're not really having to question whether or not they're on plan or off plan. They know by the end of each month, how's my checking account doing? So it serves a couple of different reasons, a couple of different um, purposes to do that. You make sure you're on plan and you have a, a confidence level that while I spent 40 years earning a paycheck, now I have money regularly coming into my checking account and I feel like I can cover everything I want to do. Makes a lot of sense, I think, David. Uh, so that's your power outage. You know it's coming. You know when the hurricane's coming. That's the other the comparison, <laughs> right? You, you know that that end of the paycheck is on the way. And when that hurricane's coming, you know very likely you're going to lose that power. So plan accordingly. And if we're looking for silver linings whenever these things happen, it's that at least we can see those coming, you know. Uh, I'm sure you've dealt with enough uh, in the tornado world where you get a little less warning when those things pop up in the Midwest. At least when you see these hurricanes kind of on the horizon, you've got the time to prepare. And that's kind of like retirement, right? You don't really have a lot of excuses um, when it comes to being unprepared when they hit because you should be aware of them by the time they get there to you. Exactly. If you have a tornado problem with your retirement planning, yeah, that just means you put it off way too long. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want those either. That's for sure. All right, last comparison here. Um, again, we're, we're going to get nerdy. So we bookended this with some nerdy stuff. The, we had the, the eyewall replacement cycle. Now we're talking computer models. But, you know, computer models are getting a lot more mainstream these days. The TV folks are throwing them up there. Social media will throw out the computer models and show the worst-case scenario and all the kind of stuff like that and show you all the, all the spaghetti models. I think people will describe <laughs> them as those where you see all the different possibilities of what the models are saying a storm can do. And we're going to combine models and meteorologists. And, and talk about the, the comparison between the two. Because, you know, we try to predict the movement of these things. We, we all want to know where's the hurricane going to go so that people can indeed be prepared. Or if they're out of the woods, then know that they can go about their normal lives at that point. And so there's all these different computer models that people like to use. It spits out different solutions. Some would even tell you that the computer models make human meteorologists almost obsolete. But they're not always right, for sure. And so a good meteorologist, they don't see the computers really as a threat. You know, they, he sees them as a tool that uh, the meteorologists can even use for themselves, uh, that they kind of add that to their, to their base of knowledge, if you will. So what about uh, the comparison to the financial world if we're talking about computer models and meteorologists? Well, so like you just said, a, the analogy is a good advisor doesn't just plug numbers into, uh, into some software and then print out a retirement plan for you and say, well, here it is. First of all, a lot of these models can be very much a black box. So it's super important that if you're using one on the, on the internet, if you're, use, if you're using one through an advisor, it's really important that somebody understands what's going on inside of that model because there are hundreds of assumptions that are being made. And you just want to make sure that they, that they aren't too generic for who you are and what you're trying to accomplish in retirement. What do you mean by black box, David? Well, so for instance, uh, if, if you're on a, a model that you get off of a, a website, it's going to uh, make some assumptions about inflation, about uh, earnings on your portfolio and risk tolerance. It's not likely to make complicated assumptions about your spending patterns in retirement. So you have to know the, the quality of the input because garbage in provides garbage out. 
accurate information going in and understanding those assumptions. If the model is assuming that you're going to earn 8% on your stock investments every year from here till your death, that's going to cause you to be super overconfident about what your portfolio is actually going to do. And so that would be something super important to know. Uh, but the model you're using for a website may not tell you that, may not give you the ability to adjust that. So what you want is accurate information going out so that you have usable information coming, coming out of it. And then you've got to know how to use that information as well. So, so you or your advisor needs to use that information for maybe um, tax reduction strategies, especially in early retirement or estate planning topics that you want to tackle. Maybe you want some special tax efficiency for your heirs. Maybe you want to do some Roth conversions in your early years of retirement or more tax efficient inheritances for your family. The question is, will I run out of money? Well, somebody needs to interpret the model output to help you understand if I run a high probability of running out of money. What do I do now? Not what do I do when I'm 84 years old? And then can we cover long-term care expenses? without making any changes to our plans. Those are the types of questions that somebody is going to want to interpret once you get model results. So Walter, there are a couple of, couple of clients of mine, I'm certainly not going to name their names, but these were a couple of situations where it's really important for a good advisor to, to take time to understand who the client is and what they're trying to accomplish, and maybe more importantly, what they're concerned about. And I'm a pretty good advisor and I ask a lot of good questions, but it's, it's really important to not make too many assumptions because each household, each individual, each client is different. These two clients were worried about totally different things. And you as the client need to be able to clearly articulate what you're concerned about because sometimes the questions that come up with your advisor don't cover your concerns. So for instance, I had a client, a couple, and they in particular, she expressed her concerns about his chances of needing long-term care. They had a couple of nice pensions, but they didn't want her to be in a bad place if he needed long-term care for two, three, four, five years. And there's a history of that in his family for the males. And they didn't want it to wreck the inheritance that they're hoping to leave to their family. So we took a three-pronged approach there's various ways to tackle this, but one of the ways we took a, a piece of their retirement savings and in one, one prong of it was we bought a fixed indexed annuity that had a home health care doubler. It doubled the income that was coming off of that investment product if he got into the position where he couldn't do two of the six activities of daily living. That's what triggers a long-term care policy. We also got a, a life policy that had a, a steady premium every year as he aged that had an accelerated death benefit. If he never used it for long-term care, she gets the death benefit. If he needed it for long-term care, they could accelerate the death benefit on a tax-free basis and spend that to pay for long-term care. And then there was a third type of life insurance policy where you put in a lump sum has an inflation protection component to it and it paid for it will pay for five years of long-term care if he needs it if he doesn't she'll get a death benefit tax-free to her so it was really a matter of 
the reason we use three prongs for that was because it fit what they were trying to solve. I had another super nice couple I work with. I've actually done this for a number of my clients where they have excess required minimum distributions, RMDs. They don't need the money, but the IRS is making them take money out of their retirement accounts when they turn 72. So instead of reinvesting that money into a taxable brokerage account, we took a piece of that money. And since they're in really good health, they qualified for a particular type of life insurance policy that has a fixed premium over the next 10, 20, 30 years and a fixed tax-free death benefit to their heirs once the second of them dies. So it was a way to employ the required distributions that they had to take out of those IRAs in a way that made sense for them and their heirs and what they were trying to accomplish with their money. So computer models are awesome. And believe me, I make ready use of them in my business. But once the printouts come out of the model, somebody has to know what to do with them to solve that particular client's problems, their concerns, or their goals they have for their retirement and what they're going to leave after they're gone. That was the best of the, of the three uh, examples. I thought that was super good because there can be a tremendous reliance on models, not really doing enough with the output and maybe not doing enough work to get the right inputs into the model. So thank you, Walter. I thought that was a great one. I'm glad you liked that one. And I, I agree. I think that's just a fantastic example of the advancements in technology, both in the weather world, but also in the financial world. And you don't have to be scared of it, um, but you also shouldn't rely on it completely. And you just use it as another tool in your tool belt. And I think that makes a lot of sense, but still apply those years of experience, that human intelligence, knowledge, and, and feel, and listening ability, uh, all to figure out what's the best plan for somebody. And I think that makes a lot of sense. If you have questions about anything that we've talked about on the show today, I know we had some fun talking about some weather stuff, but if anything on the financial side came to mind, and you're like, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that? Or, yeah, what does that planning process look like? I, I understand what it looks like to get prepared for a hurricane, but what does it really look like to get prepared for retirement? Well, that's all part of the planning process that David has developed over the years. It's the complete planning review. It's the CPR process, if you will. And you come in, have a conversation about what your personal situation looks like, how you're going to improve that moving forward, how well prepared are you for retirement currently, and what can be shifted and changed uh, to put you in a better position in the days, weeks, years ahead. The way to set that time up for a visit is to call 913-317-1414 or go online to coveryourassetskc.com and get in touch through the website as well. And we'll link to the contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it easily as well. David, great breakdowns and uh, thanks for playing along a little bit for our uh, meteorology fun here. And uh, we'll look forward to another good episode next week. Yeah, I'm working on some uh, listener questions, so hopefully that'll be a, a good episode coming up. Love it when we get those in, and I uh, look forward to covering those with you next time around. Uh, until then, everybody take care, and we'll see you next time on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.